0: through 1941 by carrying four 500-pound bombs under her wings, the Condor had taken some heavy losses and was now strictly employed as a reconnaissance plane and remained well above Allied anti-aircraft fire during their patrols. The aircraft's pilot, Franz Lichtermann, chafed at the monotonous hours spent searching the trackless sea. He longed to be in a fighter squadron, fighting the real war, not loitering thousands of feet above frigid nothingness, hoping to spot Allied shipping for someone else to sink. Back at base, Listraman maintained a high level of military decorum and expected the same from his men. However, when they were on patrol and the minutes stretched with the elasticity of India rubber, he allowed a certain amount of familiarity among the five-man crew. That should help," he commented over the intercom and jerked his head in the direction of the dazzling moon. Or its reflection will hide a convoy's wake," his co-pilot Max Abelhardt, replied in his customary pessimistic tone. "With the sea this calm, we'll spot them even if they've stopped to ask for directions." Do we even know if anyone's out here?" The question came from the crew's youngest member, Ernst Kessler. Kessler was the Condor's rear gunner and sat scrunched at the aft of the ventral gondola that ran the partial length of the aircraft's fuselage. From behind his plexiglass shield and over the barrel of a single MG-15 machine gun, he could see nothing other than what the Condor had already flown over. The squadron commander assured me that a U-boat returning from patrol spotted at least a hundred ships two days ago above the Faroe Islands, Lichtermann told his crew. The ships were heading north, so they've got to be out here somewhere. More likely, the U-boat commander just wanted to report something after missing with all his torpedoes, Abelhard groused and made a face after a sip of tepid ersatz coffee. I'd rather just spot them— then sink them, Ernst Kessler said. The gentle lad was barely eighteen and had harbored ambitions of being a doctor before he had been drafted. Because he came from a poor rural family in Bavaria, his chances of an advanced education were nil. But that didn't prevent him from spending his off hours with his nose buried in medical journals and texts. That isn't the proper attitude of a German warrior, Lichtermann admonished gently. He was thankful that they had never come under enemy attack. He doubted Kessler would have the stomach to open fire with his machine gun, but the boy was the only member of his crew who could sit facing aft for hour after hour without becoming incapacitated by nausea. He thought grimly about all the men dying on the Eastern Front and about how the tanks and planes shipped to the Russians prolonged the inevitable fall of Moscow. Lichtermann would be more than happy to sink a few ships himself. Another tedious hour dragged by, the men peering into the night in hopes of spotting the convoy. Abelhard tapped Lichtermann on the shoulder and pointed to his log. Although the gunner kneeling at the front of the ventral gondola was the official navigator, Abelhardt actually calculated their flight time and direction, and he was indicating that it was time for them to turn and search another swath of open sea. Listerman applied rudder and eased over the yoke in an easy turn to port, never taking his eyes off the horizon as the moon seemed to swing across the sky. Ernst Kessler prided himself at having the sharpest eyes aboard the aircraft. When he was a boy, he would dissect dead animals he found around the family farm to learn their anatomy, comparing what he saw to books on the subject. He knew his keen vision and steady hands would make him an excellent doctor. His senses, however, were just as adept at finding an enemy convoy. By rights of his aft-facing station, he shouldn't have been the one to spot it. But he did. As the plane canted over, an unnatural glint caught his attention, a flash of white far from the moon's reflection. "'Captain!' Kessler cried over the intercom. "'Starboard side, bearing about three hundred. "'What did you see?' The primeval thrill of the hunt-edged Lichtermann's voice. "'I'm not sure, sir. Something.' A glimmer of some kind. Listerman and Abelhart strained to see in the darkness where young Kessler had indicated, but there was nothing apparent. Are you sure? the pilot asked. Yes, sir.